You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. We have none other than my main man, Coach Jenkins, you know, mentor of all, community guy who's been around. But with that being said, we about to get into some raw thoughts. We're going to talk about this coaching. We're going to talk about some other stuff. But as what I always say, hit my music. You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. I saw the smile there, Coach Jenkins. I, I like that, man. man. I like that. <laughs> who, who, um, who was the person rapping? I guess the theme song. Who did that for you? <laughs> Shout out to my guy TJ McGuire. Um, Ashley uh, McGuire's older brother. Yeah, I know um, TJ. Yeah, he he's he's definitely such a great creator, man. I I, I man, love him a lot. Nice man, man. y'all feeling that? <laughs> <laughs> so so today's episode, first and foremost, um, Coach Genius, introduce yourself because you know you don't know who's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, hope everyone is well out there. Um, my name is Lashawn Jenkins. Coach Jenkins, uh, I've, um, I guess, you know, I guess since we're talking about coaching, I guess I can kind of just focus on the pedagogy of that, but um, kind of got started coaching, um, gosh, uh, in Tarboro at Tarboro High School back in 2001, um, 2001, spent the last, spent the next 16 years um, coaching at Tarboro. I've coached a lot of different things, um, enjoyed my time. And so I've had a chance also to not only coach, but I, I mean, I've seen athletics from a lot of different angles. I'm a former Division One college athlete. I was a college assistant coach for four years at North Carolina Wesleyan College at the D3 level. Um, and so I've, I've just seen the game. I've seen sports from so many different angles. Um, and, you know, I got to I got to kind of put this in there, you know, what I'm saying because I haven't really truly, really celebrated. But, you know, I am a recent 
Hall of Famer inductee into the Southwest Hall of Fame <laughs> as of May. <laughs> so haven't celebrated yet. Been too busy. Uh, but you know, just 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 a lot of been very fortunate and very blessed to kind of see the world of sports and athletes and and coaching and all those things through a lot of different angles and a lot of different viewpoints. So you know, just a simple guy, simple guy who has just been blessed to have a lot of cool experiences. <laughs> With that being said, uh, we had a well previous podcast episode I had. It was about um you can't teach coaching. It was part one. Basically, I went on uh not a rant, but basically conversated about you know you know North Carolina system is a little different. Maybe in different areas, you know, certain coaches could get hired by being in the school system. So certain coaches can't get hired, I guess, by not being in the school system. But I truly believe you can't teach coaching because. I think it's a guy's given talent and, you know, and everybody just can't coach. Everybody just don't have that, that willpower. And I think that's what's going on a lot in this day and time is like people thinking they have what it takes and not saying every coach doesn't have what it takes, not saying every coach doesn't build to be something that they didn't have what it takes, but it's not nothing that just comes natural. I mean, excuse me. It comes natural because it's a guy given talent. So that being said, we're going to talk about coaching perspective. So, Coach Jenkins, I've been seeing you give a lot of raw thoughts on Facebook, on social media, about some things that was happening. And it was some stuff that actually I was somewhat discussing in my previous podcast by myself. So, culture perspective, like, give me what you think of it. Because now you're a principal who is a successful principal, you know, push a P, Pip Teller Middle School. So, you know, you're, you're not in the coaching realm no more, I want to say. But you're more like outside watching everything because you have time. And I guess as a coach, you don't have to uh you don't have time to focus on everything else. So as a fan watching the game, you get to see all the little details. So like give me your perspective on like coaching and, and, and what it's about. So first of all, I'm I'm just go ahead and say you might see me scribbling over here because uh, <laughs> you you've said a few things that's already triggered some thoughts. And so you said that, like, and I'm going to just go ahead and start here because I know people are just kind of waiting, kind of see, because sometimes when we talk about coaches and coaching, we automatically want to rate, we want to rank. And you said something along the lines of, and I might even offer some pushback to kind of some things that you said. Like you said, you can't teach coaching and you either are gifted to coach or you're not. Here's the deal. I was an 18-time coach of the year. But guess what? Like, I didn't start out as a coach of the year. I started out where most coaches started out at, and that is I was probably not a very good coach. Like, so it doesn't matter if you're gifted or not. Your gift has to be developed. And so LeBron James, we well, we might say LeBron, man, and, you know, we I'm just using this as a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you think at three years old, if he hadn't have went out and practiced in the backyard, if he hadn't have worked out, that he would have developed into the LeBron James that we see. So the first thing we got to understand is that there is no coach out there that was just ordained to be great. You have to develop your coaching pedagogy. You got to develop a coaching philosophy. You got to almost fail to figure out how to win and how to be successful as a coach. Like nobody just starts out as a coach that's breaking records and winning titles and and doing all that. It has to be developed. So when you say you can't teach coaching, I beg to differ. Coaching is just like your point guard. You want your point guard to come in as a freshman, and by the time they leave, you want them to develop, right? Oh, correct. Absolutely. Develop. You want your shooting guard to develop. So it's the same thing with coaches. Coaches can be developed. Now, here's the deal. 
nobody can develop you as a coach if you don't want to develop as a coach. So, I mean, I I just remember going to coaches' clinics. And I didn't go to coaches' clinics just to see my friends. I went to coaches' clinics, and I sat under some respected coaches, and I did exactly what I'm doing right now. I, I took notes, and I figured out, like, where does this fit in my program, and how can we implement this? And some stuff you bring back, bring bring back, and you you try it out. It, it could be a drill, it could be a play, it could be an inbounds play, and you might say, you know what, this works well for my team, or it may not work well for your team. But my point is, like, as a coach, you have to be willing to grow, and you got to be willing to develop as well. You can't expect your players to develop if you're not developing your pedagogy as a coach. That means your brain power, your ability to actually outthink the other coach, your ability to make adjustments, your ability to make decisions when they're popular or when they're unpopular, if that makes sense. Now I'm going to give you some raw thoughts because you just it, it just hit me in my head right there. So I want to talk about the coaching again. So let's say a, a coach is grateful and blessed with a lot of talent and he can go out there and recruit the best but not necessarily coach. Do you have a guy who like coaches the X's and O's and who really doesn't have like pretty much mediocre talent. Does that hinder the coach with a lot of talent to developing because he had talented players? Or how would you go about it? Man, listen, talent is nothing if it's undeveloped. You can have five star. I mean, look at college basketball. You can have five, you know, I mean, let me just I hate to use the example. Let's look at UNC Tar Heels, right? <laughs> Everybody already had gave them the banner coming back this year because all their players are coming back. You still have to develop talent, you still have to develop chemistry. You got to establish system. Like, it doesn't matter if you have talent. You have to develop talent. Because if I got – if in fact, I'm going to be honest, having a lot of talent sometimes can be harder to coach than having just guys who specialize in their positions. So, you know, as a coach, like, just because you're loaded, you know, we typically use that word like, man, they loaded this year. You still got a coach. Or either you might look at a team and you might realize, like, well, you know what, they really ain't got much this year. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to fail – but it just simply means the way you coach has got to be different. There's a time and place for X and O's. And I believe there's also a time and place where your talent will kind of supersede that. But when you don't have a lot of talent, it's important that kid, that the kids that are on, on your court, they don't understand their roles and that they believe in the system that you're running. Because we may not be the biggest team. The other team might be more talented. They might be taller, faster, whatever. So it might be our X and O's, our system, that outworks the talent. Right. If that makes sense. So from a coaching perspective, I mean, come on, I'm just be honest. Like, There's been years where you you've had that talent and you're like, OK, we got talent. Now we can really you still got to implement the system. You still got to put the things in place. And those kids, talented or not, they still have got to be disciplined to run that system or else that team that don't have as much talent. They're going to beat you back and down the court. And they're going to score in their system if you don't score in yours. So, I mean, the reality is some coaches have a lot of talent. This year, <clears> they <throat> might be down. Either way, it doesn't it doesn't um, omit what you need to do in terms of, like, in your program as a coach. And with that being said, shout out to my sponsor, Essential Collections by Monica Rich. Essential Collections by Monica Rich. She has handmade products she's made herself. She has bath products for kids. Male, female. She also has skin cream that helps you stay healthy. Use the promo code Romine. Use the promo code Romine. You see that on the ticker, the website. And she'll hook you up. She had an amazing discount. 
for people going on to Christmas. I think it's still available now until New Year's. But check out you Essential check out. Collections by, <laughs> by Monica Ricks. <laughs> so uh, now let's go to the, the part that everybody wants to talk about coaching. We always look at coaching. People always fussing at coaching, good or bad. Let's talk about the parents. <laughs> With academics and recruiting, what do we have to say about, like, what should the parents be doing instead of, like, I guess <laughs> – Going at the coaches. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna be honest. I can I can only share. I can't speak for anybody else's experience. I can only speak for right, my right. own, right? Because I know that you know. Again, every coach is different. Every program is different. Every school is different. So, um, but I think one thing that you know, let's just keep it real. Like, if a parent sends their child to a school, regardless of what school it is, I think. Parents give schools their very best. The best they have is their children, right? And so I don't think there's any parent in the world, whether they are in actively engaged or not, I don't think there's any parent who just truly don't want the best for their kids. Um, and so having said that, like I believe that parents want what's best for their kids, but I think it's easy just to say, hey, Ryan, I want my kid to come and play for you, and I want him to be an All-American. And if he's not an All-American on his way to Duke, then it's your fault. There's a lot more. There's a lot more spaces where parents, you know, can need to first of all need to be engaged in, and that is not only like I'm just going from the top to the bottom. Like parents need to actively be engaged in their kids' academics. That's critical, so that you don't sell your kid on a dream that's unrealistic, right? Like you can't have a 1.3 GPA and a dream to go play basketball at Duke. It's just not going to happen, right? It's just not going to happen because one, you can't get into the school. So one, parents need to have a real active place and engagement in their kids' academics. And two, here's a piece that may not be very popular, but it ain't good enough just to be talented and academically gifted if your character ain't in good standings. Mm -hmm. So if you out here in these streets doing stuff that you ain't supposed to do, guess what? That's a problem too. So, you know, as a coach, like, and let's just be real. Like, we see it out there. We see good kids who have a lot of potential, but they got one foot into doing good, and they got one foot into not making the best decisions. And sometimes we overlook that part of it and think that character will handle itself when it really don't. So, you know, as far as from a parent perspective, I'm just saying, you know, parents need to make sure that, A, like, I'm actively engaged with my kids' academics. I'm actively engaged. And these are like the – I call them the ABCs of parenting. I'm actively engaged in my parents and my child's academics. I'm very much aware of my child's the B behavior. And I'm also involved in my child's capacity. That means my kid plays basketball. So guess what? I want to make sure that they're putting in, putting them in a position um, where they actually can develop their game and skill. You're not going to be able to play the game 23 hours a day and just go work out for 30 minutes and think that you're going to grow. It doesn't work that way. It's a three-head I call it's a three-headed monster. Your grades got to be on point, your character's got to be on point, and your work ethic has to be ridiculous. That's just to have a shot to get to the next level whether it's D1, D2, D3 or JUCO. And so for with that being said, so like <clears throat> I guess what we're going at is the fact that like a lot of parents like to fuss and playing and all this playing time, this, that, and the third. Now, how does that affect the coach or what you feel about it? Like parents is coming to complaining, knowing that, you know, coaches deal to play every day. Parents don't really know. So <clears throat> how does that affect the coach overall when well, they're coaching? Well, Ryan, 
you know, you played for me. <laughs> and so I'm not going to say anything that, that you can't vouch. And you know how I rolled. Like, how it affects the coaching is it don't affect the coaching. Because, you know, the way I roll was if you don't make the grades, you're not even going to be out there anyway. And if a parent can't understand why I'm holding a kid to a high academic standard, then guess what? And I used to say this, and I'm not saying it to be funny, but I used to say, look, there's a high school 15 minutes that way, and there's a high school 15 minutes that way. But as long as your child is here, these are the expectations that are going to be in place. Academics is non-negotiable. Character is non-negotiable. That means that not only are you going to be a good student, but you're going to be a good student during the school hours. You're going to be a good person after school hours. And you're going to come to practice and you're going to give it all you got and then some. And if you can't handle that, then you can't play here in a discussion. And I'm not going to have a parent conference every week with your parent about playing time. And we're not going to talk about that because, again, the uh, easy question is, well, whose position do you think you should take? Right. I mean, I'm just saying, like, who who should you be starting over? That's a good question to ask. Who should you be starting? over? Whose minutes do you think you deserve? Right. And that's a good conversation, but that's and that's not a bad conversation to have with a kid, right? But I wanted to also sell my kids on like accountability. Completely fine with coming to talk to the coach. Because the way I rolled is, you know, I met with every player in the program every two weeks anyway. We had a one-on-one meeting with every I had a one-on-one meeting with every player, JV and varsity. So that's your time to talk about, well, coach, man, look, I really would like to get my playing time up. Is there anything I can do to get better? Is there anything I can do to get more playing time? You sure can. I'm glad you asked. When we're not practicing, get on that gun and get shots up. Get in the gym and start working out. On the weekend, Saturday mornings, get up and run. Work on your stamina. You always can use a good defender. You always can use somebody who's just going to be that energizer bunny out there. So, I mean, so when you have a program that that – allows kids to have a voice at the table. I think that takes care of parents. And I'm not, I don't, I just don't remember a lot of times where I had to deal with like parents questioning, you know, my decision-making. I mean, you, every coach has it every now and then. I remember a couple of instances where I had to have a conversation with a parent like, Hey, well, look, this is why um, he didn't play tonight, or this is why he hasn't been doing this, but it should be an easy conversation. Sometimes kids don't take those progress reports home. So, hey, when you get them grades up, then that's when his minutes will be up. But right now, until those academics are up, then they were not going to be playing. I mean, you, it is what it is. You got to have a backbone and you got to be a stickler for whatever your standard is in your program. And if you don't have a standard, you better get one because then that way it doesn't matter if it's Ryan Jones' grades not good or if it's Tim or if it's Tom. The standard is set, Right. So that means whether you are a kid who just like basketball or whether you are a kid who's a D1 recruit, whatever. And I'm just saying, been there, done that, got a T-shirt. There's been plenty of times where I have sat college recruits on my team because of the standard that was in place, right? But, it, I mean, it is what it is. You have to hold true to your guns because kids are going to leave your program. They graduate. They go off to bigger and better things. And if you keep tweaking your program to adjust kids and their talents and stuff, then the integrity of your program is, is going to be really in shambles. Because then kids will say, well, you let Ryan play. He had a D. Why can't I play? I got a D. Or Ryan caught a charge last weekend, and he back in the start lineup. Why can't I catch a charge? And Ryan, I'm just hypothetically speaking. You know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
So that being said, uh, PHP Eastern, North Carolina, 919-738-1507. Email Phil Lamprun at phpeasternnc at gmail.com or go to lamprunforlife.com. Philip gives free consultations on retirement, life insurance, your finances. He has clients all across the country. He zooms in. He let them know what you what you have going on. Maybe he can help. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND. And every client is different. So you don't get the same promo. You don't get the same discount. Maybe something different. That's just raw thoughts. So with that being said, let's go to this part, Coach Jenkins, because uh, this part is going to be very uh, – and he got it up here. We'll go to this one right here first. The players themselves. Mm. Like, we have kids, we have players, and – Everything is not heaven with coaches and players. So what is your advice to like other coaches and coaches who have been in this cycle who may don't know how to handle this process yet? And when you say what process, which process are you referring to? I it's, guess like dealing with the – I'm sorry, I should have said it correctly. Basically, like tell us like what would you do with coaches. Like basically they have some controversies with their players and okay. things don't well, look so pretty. Okay, well, first of all, you know, the coach is human. So the coach is, is not always the, in the right. Let's just be honest. Like the coach is not always right. I mean, there's times where coaches got to go back and say, you know what? I made a mistake and fix it, right? That, that's just – so we got to be forgiving because coaches are human and so are players. Players, every, you know, players not all – players don't always make the best decisions. Sometimes kids make emotional decisions. Sometimes they make decisions out of, like, the heat of the battle, right? So that's that equalizes the playing field. But as far as players are concerned, like – I, to coaches out there, whoever might watch this and, you know, whoever may or may not watch this, like you got to build, you got to create intentional spaces with your players. You know, in practice, practice is not the time to build an individual relationship with your player because it's team practice. So I can't focus on Ryan. I can't focus on Craig. I can't focus on Didi in a team practice because it's a team practice. But what's critical is that you somehow or another, and I know it's just like, where do you get the time from? You make the time. It's really critical that you make time for some one-on-one -on -one time with each one of your players. And so, again, you don't have to take my advice, but I always felt like, you know what? I got to have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with my players every two weeks. It's just to say, hey, how's life? How's home? Now, you know how the grades are going. Hopefully, if you're a coach, you should be tracking grades. But, hey, how's that science class going? Hey, I, I heard your, you know, I heard your grandmother passed away. How you feeling? How you doing? Like, you got to be able to create those authentic and organic relationship opportunities so that when the game transpires, the kid not only sees you as the coach, but the kid realizes that, like, it's not personal. And Because I'm going to be honest, like, some coaches push really hard. And I was that coach. I pushed really, really hard. I mean, everything was intense. Practice was intense. Game was intense. Locker room conversation was intense. And so if your kids don't feel like that they have a genuine connection with you, that can always probably create like some type of like animosity or it might even create like some resentment, you know, because the kid might feel like, man, Coach Jones, Coach Jing is always on my case, man. Every time I and but if you have a relationship, they realize he's not on my case because he doesn't like me. He's on my case because he expects great from me and he's not willing to let me go give anything less than my best. So. So every coach is going to have that player that's going to be a little bit more of a headache than the others. Trust me, I've had a player or two that I would consider a headache. <laughs> but 
you have to build that rapport and that relationship, right? And it can't always be when the lights are shining and when the, the, the when the when the stage is lit, right? Like it's not that during the heat of a battle in a in a game, you can't build a relationship there. That has to be built before game night, before showtime. So that no matter what happens during the 32 minutes of that game, win, lose, or draw, whatever, that player knows, like, okay, my coach really got up in my stuff tonight, and he was on my case all night long about boxing out, sealing the baseline, rebounding, outlet pass, whatever. But the kid now knows, like, that's just because my coach sees greatness in me, and he wants me to be great, so it's not personal. So player-coach relationships. Go ahead, go ahead. That's it. Player-coach relationships are just really critical. So, so for me, like you seen, a, I don't know if it was you or whoever, but either way, raw thoughts. I know it's like a, a coaching thing. What would happen to you? Player walks off the court, does what he won't do, things like that. I know what you would do. Excuse me, I know what you would have done, but you know, I know you seen some things at a Christmas tournament recently that was not something that you would have handled. Well, you'd have handled you know, it correctly, but I'm, I'm just all, saying. I'm always ahead, looking at things from a disciplinary perspective. Okay, One okay, of my okay. favorite coach. One of my favorite quotes of all time is, and I post it all the time on social media, and it is, the alternative to discipline is disaster. When you don't have structure and discipline, it's going to always end in a disaster. That don't have to do with, that's not just basketball or football or baseball or soccer track. That's life. When you you don't have structure to what you're doing, it's going to always end in chaos. And so when I go and watch high school basketball, because I love, love, love high school basketball, I'm not only just watching the game and see, man, see, and seeing which player scored the most points. I'm watching things like when the coach calls a timeout, who's hustling back to the huddle and who's walking. Or when the kid, when the other team scored in transition, is, is, that, is that player getting the, getting the ball and he's hustling out of bounds and he's getting the outlet pass and we pushing the other way? Or is that kid got his head dropped taking the ball out, taking his own sweet time. Now the defense has got back. Now you're not in transition anymore. When the coach calls three, whatever the play is, three, I'm wondering, are you running the coach's system or are you running the play that you want to run? Like I'm just always looking at the game from a disciplinary perspective. And so when I – and so, again, so that's very critical and analytical, right? So, again, like kids are going to make mistakes or whatever, but when I go to tournaments and I see certain things – it makes me wonder about like culture. So again, like simple coach call a timeout. It's a 30 second timeout. If you take 15 seconds to walk to the huddle, now the coach only has five, 10 seconds to go over what he has to go over. Cause you got to take five seconds to get back to the court. Right? So I'm always looking at things through like a cultural lens and like expectations. So it is very much the coach's responsibility to establish culture within the program. So I'm not mad at a kid if they take their own sweet time walking to a huddle. Because if he does, that means that it's allowed. Or I'm not mad at a kid um, after a game, kid taking his jersey off before they even shook hands. You don't take no jersey off until you get to the locker room. So I don't know if it's a new era of you getting undressed on the court. But <laughs> nah, that ain't how it go. You you dress and undress in the locker room. You don't take no jersey off to show everybody in the crowd that you resent what's happening. You, that's doing too much, right? It's too many prima donnas out there. You do what everybody else do, and you don't take your own sweet time doing it, and you keep your clothes on. And if you take your jersey off before you get to the locker room, 
To me, that means you don't want it. So if you didn't want the jersey, so you you don't get it. I mean, that's just that's just that. So just my thoughts about what what I you know just what I see and analyze when I'm watching games. With that being said, we'll go to the next topic: All Star Sports ACCS. Give them a call at two five two two three one zero two three eight or visit the website All Star Sports. ACCS.com, they're out of Rocky Mount. They have every type of jersey you could think of from HBCUs to football, wow. basketball, baseball. They're right here in Rocky Mount. A lot of people don't know about them. And instead of you order for Amazon, why don't you just pull up in a shop and, and, and see it? You know, Miss Jackie would love to have you guys come through there and check it out. Use the promo code <laughs> Raw Mind. Use the promo code Raw Mind. You'll get a 50% discount on all merchandise. So the next um, conversation, next topic is. Fans, now you actually get to sit in the. It's what Jay Z said in one of his verses: "Fresh out the frying pan into the fire." So mm. now you're into the fire. You get to hear every little thing that you don't get to hear as a coach because you're so focused on coaching. Now you get to sit in the stands and hear every little tick tack, nick nack, whatever they have. Like as a spectator, former coach, like what does that do for the coaches and for you? Well, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I um I'm first of all I'm very strategic where I sit. <laughs> I'm very strategic where I sit. I almost try to sit around people who do not know the game of basketball. <laughs> so they're not tapping me on the shoulder saying, Man, what do you think they should have did? I don't know what they should have done. I'm here watching the game. I'm just here, I'm just here for the popcorn, right? Um <laughs> no, but um, you know, let's just keep it real. Fans pay Pay, fans pay their money to be entertained. That's that's what sports is. It's entertainment, right? We all have been that fan, whether it's high school sports or whether it's uh, pro sports, college sports. Every sporting event I go to, I'm going to form at least one opinion in my head of what I thought should have happened. That's the name of the game. Fans have very much every right to be critical. That's just how it is. But again, at the end of the day, let me now, so this is where I want to be critical about. At the end of the day, have an opinion. You paid your five, six, seven dollars for eight dollars, whatever. Okay, you know, say what you need to say. Express yourself. Show some emotion, whatever. But when the game is over, like let it be over. You know, don't try to. Uh, I I don't. I just don't like when a person tries to like discredit uh, what someone else is doing. So Ron, that's like me watching you play a game, right? Um, that's like me watching you coach a game, and. And let's just say the whole game, you didn't do what I thought you should have did. What I don't need to do is I don't need to like to I, I just don't need to drag another coach through the mud. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like and I think that happens a lot. And I said last night on my Facebook live, look, I'm a former coach. I can guarantee you there's been times where and, and Facebook won't pop in like it is now. So uh, maybe that was a blessing in disguise. Facebook won't pop in like that. Facebook had just came around. My space was in. Um, so and who knows? I, people might have been going in on me on MySpace, right? But I didn't have a MySpace page. But right, my, right. my point is, like, every coach is going to be criticized for something. If you win by 20, somebody's going to say you should have won by 30. If you lose a tight game, somebody's going to say you should have won the game. If you put Joe in, somebody's going to say you should have started Jim. Like, it's, that's, just, that's just the name of the game. And if you're gonna coach, you gotta have you gotta have tough skin, and you gotta have a backbone, and you gotta be you gotta be sure of who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you also gotta make sure that your players buy into that vision. That's why to coaches, your vision for the program 
it can't just be a vision. It's got to be a shared vision. I might be a coach and I'm trying to build a, a, a it, listen, every program's different. Maybe I'm just trying to build a conference championship level program, right? Because you can't just bite off and try to win the state championship and you haven't even won the county uh, championship or the conference championship. But no matter what your standard is, make sure your players are with you. Because if my goal is we want to win the state championship and my players just simply want to win the Christmas tournament, then guess what? That's a that's an unequal balance. So that's why it's important, like, before you even start your season, to sit down with your players, and you almost got to create, like, a vision board for what you want to expect. Like, what do you – guys, what do you want out of the season? Like, if you just if you just want to just say, hey, coach, we just want to play basketball. Okay, let me know up front. So we don't put all this time into something that we're not on the same page about, right? Are we trying to go undefeated? Are we trying to just simply make the playoffs? You got to start small. Are we trying to win the conference championship? Whatever it is, we need to talk about it so that when we get into practice, I'm going to remind you of what you said you wanted to do, and you remind me of what I said I was going to do. So anytime my coaching does not is not a remnant of what we said we were going to do, guess what? My coaches need to check. Coach, you said you wanted to win the state championship, and, and we ain't practiced but one time this month. Like, check me. And it goes the other way too. Ryan, you said you wanted you said you wanted us to, to make the state playoffs and you walking in sprints. So nah, you gotta be a man of your word. So pick it up. You said you wanted to, to be better, so be better. Or there's consequences. So yeah. So fans, look, fans pay their money to eat their popcorn and to, and to do their thing. That's just the nature of the, that's just the nature of the beast. Um now one thing I will say is, is I just and also don't like fans to be yelling negative stuff out to the kids and stuff. I mean, that's somebody's child out there. Even the coach, like that's somebody's dad, that's somebody's husband. It might be somebody's wife, depending upon if it's a girls game or whatever game. Like don't, don't be so belittling that you're, that you're being disrespectful. Be intent. I get it. Like we all have our favorite teams. We want, we want our teams to win, but you know, be respectful of the fact that that's somebody's child out there. And also somebody's family member who was simply doing the best they can do. Um, and, to keep us entertained, right? It's just entertainment. So, with that yeah. being said, this is the one of my favorite parts of my show, the Raw Mind Sports Podcast. I call this the Raw Thoughts Minute, which means that Coach Jenkins, LaShawn Jenkins, Principal Jenkins, whatever they want to call him now these days, whatever they you want get to, to choose whatever <laughs> topic you want to talk about in your Raw Thought moment pertaining to everything we discuss. But it's your choice to whatever's mm. on your heart. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm going to just say this. I don't even know if it, it fits into one of those things. I'm just going to say this. And like I said, like you, you asked me to come on as a former coach and I'm just, I just want coaches to know that like you have a lot of power and influence and you got to give, you know, it's like that movie field of dreams. You remember they said, if you build it, they'll come. Yep. You, 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 you can't just, I don't care what sport it is, basketball, football, soccer, uh, volleyball, you can't just roll the balls out and say, okay, guys, let's, let's, you got to build, you got to fundamentally build your program, the culture of your program, the academic standards, the team functions, what we do together outside of practice, how we bond together in practice, right? You, you literally got to micromanage all the small pieces of your program until you can get it where it is. But, you know, Ryan, people used to call me crazy. You know how it's just like, all right, guys, like warm up with your partner. I No, I tell you who you warm up with. Because see, Ryan, if me and you are best friends, we ain't gonna challenge each other, right? right. We just we 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 home. 
things, right? I'm not going to tell you to pick it up. So I'm going to pick your partner and I'm going to strategically pair you in places where you can be challenged. Or, Ryan, you're a senior. I might pair you with a freshman so you can grow in your leadership capacity. So what I'm saying is every minute detail coaches matter in terms of like everything. And I'm not saying you. it's not about being controlling, but you're getting kids who are coming into your program raw. They don't know. So whatever culture you build is the culture that will last with them forever. And again, again, certainly not want to, you know, this is not about me. This is about the podcast. But I mean, Ryan, I mean, look at you. I mean, you're, you're, I don't know. I can't, you're in your thirties yet. Yeah, man. You're in your thirties. You played JV basketball for me and you still remind me of stuff that I said to you when you were, gosh, in the 10th grade. And that stuff has stuck with you forever. And it's not because I was so good. It's just the fact that you got to establish a standard and you got to stick to it. And I'm going to close with this story because every time I have you on a raw thoughts, uh, uh, every time you've invited me in this space, I want to close. But you might remember that we took a 10 game winning streak down to Farmville Central back in 2003. <laughs> we were on a 10 game win streak. That year we started out the season 0 and 2. So we, we, we played Rocky Mount two games in a row. We lost both times Rocky Mount. So, again, already people are like, man, this coach, man, 0-2, man. They ain't going to do nothing good. They dragging me through the mud. I had only – we started out 0-2. I'm like, geez, that's what we're doing? But, anyway, it was fine. Um, so – and that was my first year as a JV coach. We started out 0-2, and, and we stayed the course. We kept focusing. We kept working our butts off. We kept running Howard Avenue every single day before practice. Oof. And we went right. on a ten a ten game win streak, and I never forget we went on a ten game win streak. We went down to Fallville, and I told I said, guys, it's gonna be tough. And the day of the game, I decided that our starting point guard, C.J. Stokes, I ain't trying to throw you under the bus, C.J. <laughs> C.J. Stokes had me as a teacher. He was in my world history class. C.J. made a D on on his test in my class. All right, guess what? What was the rule? The rule said you make all A's and B's. Right. And if you had a C, we would talk about it. But D's and F's, unacceptable on nothing. So CJ was like, Coach, man, like, please, you know, I mean, I passed it. You did pass the test, and I'm proud of you. But what's the standard? <laughs> we said no D's and F's, and that's what I meant. So guess what? CJ sat in his street clothes. So people were like, man, you can put a 10-game win streak on the line over a D he passed. I don't care about the win streak. I don't care about the step. What's more important is when I'm gone, when CJ's gone, the integrity of this program is going to have to stand. So, man, I said, well, CJ, you know what? I hope your teammates come through <laughs> in the clutch for you. And I had to pull my sixth man off the bench, a guy named Ryan Primetime Jones. <laughs> Ryan Primetime Jones got his first start of the season, <laughs> and he came off the bench. And man, that kid was like six for eight from behind the arc, knocked down eighteen points. We kept our win streak intact. We beat Farmer Central. My point is this: well, it now it it didn't hurt two people. It built two people. It made CJ a better student, right? And so he, right. I never had to bench him academically. But guess what else it did? It made a kid who needed an opportunity believe in himself. And now going into next game, we that much deeper 
because we won two players out of it than one. And that's what happens when you maintain the integrity of your program. Don't count your losses like, man, this kid averaging 10 rebounds a game. What are we going to do? Guess what? Don't worry about it. Somebody else will step up. So, you know, to coaches, maintain the integrity of your program, no matter what, the, what they're saying in the bleachers, no matter what they're posting on social media, no matter what the kids are saying on their platforms, maintain the integrity of your program at all costs, and the rest will take care of itself. Whew. A powerful, a powerful, a powerful podcast here. It was needed. You know, a lot of coaches, I'm honored to have Coach Jenkins to come up here because a lot of coaches may not, this platform is for people to speak what they want to have, their raw thoughts, whatever they feel, and it's for anyone. But one thing about it, Coach Jenkins is not a stranger to this show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the wrong thoughts I got today. That's all the wrong thoughts I got. You got anything else you want to say before we end the show? Man, Ryan, I'm just really humbled. I appreciate you inviting me on, man. I, I feel, gosh, I mean, to, to share space with a up-and-coming sports star like you in the media, in, in the world of media and social media, it's just really cool to kind of see. Um, I, won't, I won't tell the story about the cafeteria, but anyway, so I'm just happy to see <laughs> I'm always happy to see um, I'm always happy to see my former players like thriving in their in their passions and what they love to do. And again, that was a part of our program, right? Like passion, yeah. like loving what you do to a to a point where you don't want to do anything else. And I, I'm just really happy that you asked me to share this space. And again, like I haven't said anything that's that's new under the sun. Everything I've said probably you you can read, you you've heard it before, but I, I just I really have a heart for coaches. I have a heart for players and player development now. I'm not coaching now. I still have a have some kids who I train and develop. So very much really into that world. But if there's any coaches who might watch this and might, you know, just, you know, want to just pick my brain on like, you know, your program or how you your expectation for your players or whatever. Listen, I'm not that guy that that, you know, that that really again, I don't ever post about programs. Um, I don't post right. about like particular games. So I'm never gonna call a coach name, whatever. But if you just need a safe space just to talk about, like, okay, like, this is what we need to do right in this space, or what are your thoughts? Look, we'd love to encourage you because, again, what good is experience if you're not willing to share it with someone? And I was blessed to, to coach all these years. And I'm still coaching in my head. You know what I'm saying? I'm still coaching. And, you know, hey, I'm young, Ryan. Like, I'm, you never, hey, I'm, yeah, I might, right. I might make a comeback now. Listen, trust me, that's a joke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, I just, I'm just humbled to be on your show, man. I really appreciate it. Keep up the great work. I, I love what you're doing in the world of sports for athletes and for coaches. And my raw thoughts, man, a quick second is that, you know, coaching is a lot on anyone and everyone. Mm. And it's more than just coaching on the court. It's relationships building, team building. It's a lot. So, you know, every child is not going to go to the NBA, NFL, professional golf, professional tennis player. But what the thing I learned in coaching is teaches you a lot about life. Mm. Sports teach you a lot about life. Sports teach you about how to go about every day in life, being disciplined for your family, your husband, your wife, whoever, your kids, your children, setting the standard. You know, coaching sets the standard. So people, every person not going to go play on the big the big stage, but you can also learn what you can do in life as mm. an engineer, a business person, sports media, whatever it is, you know, those elements of coaching and elements of playing sports and 
the little things teach you a lot about life, and some mm-hmm. people got to look at that bigger picture. And that's just my raw thoughts. <laughs> I know that was that was perfect, man. I really appreciate you saying that because truthfully, now I'm 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 a little weird. You know, who would remember a JV basketball game from 2003, right? And that's, <laughs> that's just who I am. But at the end of the day, nobody's gonna remember how many points you scored in the conference tournament unless you I mean nobody's gonna remember that like 10 years later 15 years later the question that people want to know is as a coach what foundation did I lay in your life that that helped you in developing the quality of your life it don't matter about championships but it, it may it may matter in the moment but it won't matter about championships and how many trophies you have in your trophy case and and who got MVP and who got coaches award at the banquet What's going to matter is, was there anything tangible that you took from the program that made you want to be a better person, that made you want to be a better human, that made you just want to be a better uh, citizen in this world? And at the end of the day, if you're not coaching people to win in the game of life, then you're really not coaching. Whew. We're going to end it right there. Raw Thoughts, Raw Mind Sports is out with Coach LaShawn Jenkins, Principal Jenkins. As they say, push a P at Patilla Middle School. Yeah, sure, we pushing P. <laughs> Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Yeah.